0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, a podcast for artists who are ready to reach greater heights in their art careers. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, founder of Visionary Art Collective and New Visionary Magazine. Join me for inspiring conversations with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. Let's jump in. Hey artists and welcome back. Today we are sitting down with Fernanda Martinez, a wonderful visual artist and muralist based in Oakland, California. I had the absolute pleasure of visiting Fernanda's studio when I was visiting the Bay Area in October, so nearly two months ago. Fernanda, I'm so excited to see you again. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> You're so welcome i'm I'm super excited to have you on. And uh, we were just chatting before we started recording about our amazing studio visit. And thank you again for inviting me into your studio. Seeing your work in person was so incredible for anyone listening. You have got to check out Fernanda's work, her paintings, her sculptures. I will share all of the details in the show notes, but the colors and the shapes and, oh my goodness, it was so breathtaking. So Fernanda, I would love to just start by diving in and learning more about your journey as an artist. Will you tell us how it started for you? Have you always been making your art? I haven't. I actually started painting just a
1: few years ago when I got to the Bay Area. So I am originally from Mexico City, where I was born and raised. And I moved to the Bay Area in 2015 to pursue business management uh, programs in Berkeley. And then I stayed here. So it was not until I got to the Bay Area that I started exploring this artistic journey, so it's been just a couple of years, actually. I think I I wanted to do something or to create something for myself. And uh, it was just very different from my, my background. I studied communications in Mexico and I worked briefly on sales and marketing for a company in Mexico. So as you can see, like my background is not related to arts at all. And when I got here, something just born in me, you know, like I was immediately very inspired by a lot of the new things that I was experiencing here, uh, not only in nature, but also like, you know, like a new culture and getting to know new people and um, just getting immersed in a new Way to live, you know. So I, I think I. That's when when I wanted to do something new for myself. I didn't want to pursue like the same route that I was doing in Mexico with the marketing and sales and just you know having a regular company job, nine to five, regular corporate job. And that's when everything started. So in my early work, all the things that I was trying to, to do were very uh, heavily inspired by nature obviously. I still do a lot of, of nature in my work but I think it was more detailed. Like I think it was also thanks to the mediums that I, that I, wa- that I was using at that time. So I was experimenting a lot with washes and watercolors and and color pencils and um i don't know i think i was just very very inspired by the whole new idea of creating something from zero you know like when you start just when you're starting just like experimenting with watercolors and how to control water and how to get all these pigmentations on your work i think it, it you can get easily lost in the work. I think my work was very much inspired by nature, by color, obviously, but it was also very inspired by by patterns as well. It was very floral. It was very botanical, more botanical than what it is today. I was also incorporating a little bit of digital in my work. So working with, with watercolors and washes, Gave me the opportunity to recreate like some different patterns and florals in my work and then bring that to digital and trying to create larger pieces or more detailed pieces out of these works was very fun, but not only fun. It gave me the opportunity to, to see how, how mo- more I was able to create every time. You know, when you're just starting with a new hobby, because I, that's the way that I, that I like to, to call it, like at this point in my life, when I was just starting making art, I think it was just a hobby, you know? And when you just start a hobby, I think you're, you're just, you, you get lost in that very easily, but also you wanna get more and more and you wanna be better and better every time. So I think it was just, um, a way to, to, experiment with color, with texture, with shapes and new elements in my work that got me to to the point that I am today.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I really appreciate you, you know, sharing with us that you found art later on in life, because I think that's something a lot of our listeners can relate to. I work with so many artists and many of them Uh, were creative growing up, but, you know, perhaps didn't start painting seriously or creating their work, I guess, in a a more serious way. Uh, And I say that meaning, you know, starting to pursue it as a career until later on in life. And I, I think it's important to have these conversations and to normalize that. And also to know that even if you do launch your art career or start pursuing your work more seriously later on in life there's still so much opportunity for you i mean you just had an amazing solo show uh you know back in october and to hear that you sort of found art later on you know just a few years ago really is so inspiring and i think it's is really gives so much hope for any emerging artist out there who, um, you know, is is pursuing their art career a little bit later on in life. Can you tell us a little bit about how you started to get traction for your work and how you started to connect with these amazing opportunities and ultimately what led you to your solo show? Yes, so um, yeah,
1: I totally agree with you. I think it's very challenging for for new artists or people trying to pursue this um, artistic journey because it gets to a point like you don't know how to get your your work to the next level, and I think mm-hmm. it requires yeah. a lot of consistency and to pursue something and have, you know, like clear idea about what you really want to pursue, right? So I, so I think for myself, um, something that I wanted since the beginning was to create something and show my, showing my work in a consistent way. It's also challenging for for people to try to find the time to create your work, especially if you're having uh, another another job or you're working another job or you're having like just other stuff going on in your life you know so when you're like treating your art as a hobby and when you're treating your work as a more serious thing I think that's where you start to actually um bringing your your work to the next level and it's not only putting more time into your work but also trying to build like um like a a good a good business uh plan, you know, like if I'm gonna be consistently, you know, like um creating work now, how am I gonna show my work? You know, is it like gonna be through social media? Is it gonna be like on uh, my website? Um so for me I decided to create a brand. I thought that was like the easiest way to um Make my work more serious, so I created my own brand named La Tinta, which means ink in Spanish. Right, so I thought it was a good way to to for people to to learn more about me, but also like to remember my work. You know, when you when you uh, create something under your name versus creating something under like a label, I thought that was like. The, the best way to, to create my brand. And I started to, to show my work in a consistent way through social media. I must say that um, social media was very different from back then than from what, what is it right now. I found a great network uh, through social media where I was able to show my work and to also uh, follow other creatives. And I think that was also not only very inspiring, but it also allowed me to um, get more involved in a local way and to find new opportunities to show my work. Um, It was, you know, through pop-up events or markets or, you know, like um, local, very small local events where I think I found my people and um, not only other makers and and artists, but but also my audience. Like, I think um, building a digital presence was very useful for me. It's also challenging, and I'm not going to lie. It's not like it doesn't happen overnight. I think you have to think about your art as a baby or, you know, like something you're like actually growing from zero and um, putting effort every, every day. And uh, I think if you have like a clear idea of what you want to pursue, it gets easier. I didn't have my first opportunities to show as a solo artist um, easy. You know, like I, I didn't have opportunities as a, a, like like for solo shows um, in the first year, I, I must say it came out later, I think it was probably about like two years in the making that I that I and and in the making and showing my work, as I mentioned before, on local shops, and pop up events. I was doing a lot of markets, also, you know, like craft fairs and art fairs, and you know, having just my table out and showing my work in a smaller version of my pieces and selling my art prints and selling other products with my art. That's the way that I was able to build like a strong network within my local community. And um, I found opportunities to show my work at stores, you know, like gift shops and Restaurants and other pop up events. This is the way that I found also opportunities to meet people that were more connected into the gallery world, or they had someone that they knew, or they presented my work to people that had that were more immersed in, in, in like you know in this area. That I was able to show my work in with a bigger audience. And um yeah, regarding my, my latest uh, solo show, I think it was a great opportunity to to show the latest pieces that I've been working on. And also, I felt very, very happy and also like very, I don't know, I, I think it was great to see a lot of like friends, not only not, not only family and friends, but people that have been supporting me for the past years showing up at this uh, event it was very rewarding you know like having worked for over 5 or 6 years in my collections and in my on my paintings and finally having the opportunity to show in Berkeley which is like a, a you know my local community was very very great And I've had other shows in the past, also, but I think this one was very special to me because it was like the culmination of, you know, a year that was very difficult, but also like challenging, and where I felt like my work was getting to the point that it's perceived in a different way. It's getting more attention, but it's also the way that I am constructing these new collections that I think it's gotten me to, to this point.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I mean, so many important points that you just covered. And I think, you know, that. really to summarize, you have put yourself out there so much over the past few years. And it sounds like you just taking initiative and continuing to put yourself out there and really honing in on what opportunities were available to you in your local community helped you to build that sort of like strong network of collectors and like fellow artist friends and just finding your place within the community through those events and and pop-ups. I wanted to ask you, because I always encourage artists, no matter where they live, to start in their local community and kind of do exactly what you're describing, which is uh, really put yourself out there. like, you know, find local art fairs, uh, pop-up events that you could participate in, kind of anything and everything you can do to start to build your presence within your local community. So a question that I had for you as you were describing, you know, all of these great things that you've participated in, were were these opportunities, you know, did you sort of like see them online and you applied for them? For some of, like when you mentioned that you, collaborated with different stores to to show your work and to sell your work? Did you do any cold outreach, meaning like you just, you know, reached out to um, local stores that you were interested in? How did that process kind of go for you? Was it a combination of, of multiple things? Yeah,
1: I think it was a combination of um, a lot of reach out in the beginning. Um, you know, like opportunities don't come by themselves. You know, you have to be out and you have to be pursuing something and not only showing your work in a consistent way, but also like um, opening your eyes and seeing what's already out there that you could be doing. You know, like I think like following uh, fellow artists in social media and um, getting their, their feedback about markets, getting their feedback about events and um, also, you know, I was not hesitant to reach out to to new opportunities, um, not only local shops, but also, you know, like new galleries or, yeah, just new venues that were probably in, you know, seeking to hire artists for mural projects um, or, you know, like to display works on their walls. I think it's a combination of you reaching out people to people, but also... When you have your work out there, there's a greater chance to be discovered or to you know to, to have people uh, interested in your work. I think um, you have to also be very observant and see how customers interact with your art. When I had the opportunity to do like all these markets, I was also connecting with my audience and finding out what they really liked about my work. What they found interesting about my shapes, about my color combinations, how they relate to my work in general, you know, like how they were inspired by my work, how they wanted to gift to their um, friends or family my art prints during Christmas time. Or, you know, like having these conversations with people also lead to new opportunities, we can talk about like mural painting later, but I think in terms of uh, displaying your work at small venues or small places, even though you think that it's not worth it, I think in the end it's worth it. Um, you just never know who's going to show up to you to you this small event and who's going to um, actually relate to your work. So I think, like, saying yes to all opportunities, it's a it's a plus. Like, you have to be, like, very aware that, um, like, you're, like, putting your work on your website and putting your work on social media is not enough, especially um, during these times and especially when, you know, it really can get very competitive. Yeah, I think you have to be also open to get commissions or work around things that you probably are not you know like very comfortable doing in the beginning or that it requires more of your effort there's also going to be opportunities that you don't know how to approach it's okay to to also like raise your hand and ask for help or talk to other artists or talk to people within your community and ask How's their experience in certain topics? You know, like how, how did you build your website or did you pay for that? Did you do it by yourself? How did you get to the point where you are right now? I think it's um, something that you have to to do in the end and something that it was also difficult for me in the beginning. Like I, I was not necessarily aware that you could actually reach out and you could ask for this uh, feedback, you know, and something that I think people, you don't know, but people out there, they're really willing to, to open their, you know, conversations about how they, they did it.
0: Yes. Yes. It's such an important point that you raise because artists are an amazing resource, especially when you are starting out and you're building your art career I always encourage emerging artists to reach out to fellow artists uh, who are either at the same level as them or a little bit further ahead in their careers. And like you said, to ask questions and to gather intel. I also really appreciate that you spoke about gathering intel from your audience. And when you're selling those prints or when you're selling those original paintings, asking the collectors, like what resonates with you um, you know, what is it about this painting that you feel drawn to and really gathering intel? So, I think approaching your career with a sense of curiosity and an open mind is important. And it sounds like that approach has been really successful uh, for you. And I also just want to touch on what you said about not being afraid to reach out to uh, cafes, um restaurants, new galleries that have opened up. And to share your work with them, you know, there's a way that you can do this that uh, doesn't feel pushy and that doesn't feel like you're trying to sell something, but actually c- can feel, If I think if you go about it the right way um, and you really craft a thoughtful email and you share your website or your digital portfolio and you really go about it in an intentional way and perhaps you even stop by and see if you can, you know, chat with the owner then you can actually start to cultivate that connection and build that relationship. And it could certainly lead to um, an opportunity for for you to show your work. So it sounds like a lot of the success that you are experiencing right now has been a culmination of all of these things that you've done over the past few years, you know, really making a strong effort to put yourself out there um, and to just stay really open to different kinds of opportunities.
1: Yes, totally. I I think uh, we sometimes forget that um it's not a um it's not like a, a straight um path, you know, like it it gets messy, it gets challenging, it gets very difficult. But I think you just have to not forget as you as you mentioned, that also like um local businesses and local like especially new businesses, they're always looking to collaborate with local artists so um even though you think like it's not worth it you know like to have having have these conversations with them trying to to get these new opportunities wherever you know not only online but also like in real life trying to to find these uh new spaces where you can actually show show your work it's very important and i think i like yeah just like um. Building like a strong local presence is very important. And I will say it's like um, the basic. If you really want to go bigger from there, that has allowed me to connect um, not only with, with new collectors and uh, people in the industry, but also to have more artist friends. And, you know, like this is also very difficult for, for us as artists. I think we don't talk to these uh, very often, but it's actually important to to have like, a, like groups of friends that um, do the same things and uh, pursue the same things that we want to. So, yeah, I think um, also coming from another um, country and um, being j- just, you, you know, like very new to the U.S., it was very challenging for me to find a, like a strong community of friends also um a strong community of community of artist friends i think it's important to also um not forgetting to build the these connections in a in a personal way
0: yes absolutely i think the community is absolutely essential. It's something we've spoken about on the podcast time and time again. And it comes up, I think, in almost every episode because it is imperative that you build your community no matter where you are. You've got to surround yourself with fellow artists. And as you're saying, artists are really an amazing resource. Like I can't emphasize that enough. It's building your community. And in order to even reach the collectors and find out about what kinds of opportunities are worth participating in and um you know like finding out kind of what is going to be the best way forward for you i think all of that comes down to connecting with fellow artists and gathering intel from their experiences and allowing that information to you know kind of guide you as you start to build your career so I really appreciate you also emphasizing uh, the power of community, the power of being in community with fellow artists um, and making those connections. So, Fernanda, I definitely want to ask you about your work as a muralist. I've seen your gorgeous murals. They are so incredible. And I would love to just dive in and find out like, what led you to Initially, start painting murals, and how has your work as a muralist evolved over time? When I started
1: this journey, I didn't think about like um, the mural painting as a way to pursue, but I think it came later when I when I started to live here and to actually explore the community, and you know, in uh, in Oakland, San Francisco, with all these huge murals and all these opportunities for artists, I thought it was. You know, like natural, like it came natural to me to think like it was you know the next step to pursue. Well, my first mural actually started next year that I built my brand. and um the oppor- the first opportunity that I got was an in an office space in San Francisco, and I painted that mural uh, for free. And um obviously I was very. Scared because painting on an on a new surface is always like scary. But also, like I knew anything about this, you know. So, I I think I I wanted to explore this this um this route, but also I didn't have like all the tools that I or, or the skills that I needed at that time. And I think that's something that um also for us for for artists is something that we re- we we really need to be. Aware that we honestly we're not gonna have the answers or we're not gonna learn how to do things in the first um, attempt, right? So you have to be very eager to um, to learn and to ask questions and to get all the insights from either you know like internet or people in real life but uh, you know always try to be better at what you're you're doing. Um, Everything that I that I knew about mural painting I discovered through YouTube and asking other artists in you know social media or you know internet. Mural painting is very interesting because I think when you start painting your first murals that's when you Get more, you get more not not noticeable. People easily see you as a person that could potentially complete any project in within the community. So it's uh, people around you, um, either talking to other business owners about you or other companies that actually cover your work online or through your website. That's the the way that I got into mural painting, you know, strongly because I I was painting on local locations. Like I, I was doing restaurants, coffee shops and gift shops and other spaces, empty spaces that were suddenly taken, you know, by new owners or they wanted to create um, something new in the local community. And they were reaching out to me to create botanical murals or very colorful murals. And um, that's the way that I that I started. And from there, um, over the years, I've had the opportunity to work with other art advisors and um, production companies, to create not only commercial projects but also affordable housing and uh, exteriors of buildings and you know like other type of projects that truly opened the door to new possibilities in the in the public um, arts uh, realm, which is something that I that I want to still you know like like I want to pursue. That's something that I want to get more into. In the next few years, so yeah, I think like it's not it's not easy, but it's definitely something that if you really wanna you wanna do it, I I think there's now more resources that you can easily get into, and you know like anyone can actually do it if you if you have you know the you know the the capacity and the, the to learn and to and to to be there doing these these projects that are not easy and that require a lot of physical work and also a lot of planning you know i think it's um something that's not normally covered when you talk about mural painting but um like all the logistics and all the planning process that requires a, pr- a project is um it's also important to to mention and sometimes budgets are big, sometimes budgets are low. So I think there's a lot that you have to work around these projects and um, to be comfortable with, you know, like if you're comfortable of um, about like working on these projects by yourself, then that's easy, you know. But if you can actually bring more people um, to the project and have other helpers is obviously easier and it makes things smoother.
0: Yes, that's great advice. And what what other advice would you give um or what suggestions would you give to someone like let's say an artist who's listening who might be interested in, you know, painting murals but perhaps isn't quite sure where to start? Do you have like a first step that you would recommend? Yeah, I think the first step will be like
1: getting plywood or getting like a, some sort of material that you c- could potentially paint over and those are um easily you know easy to get at Home Depot or you can even like
0: get those donated and, you know, like practice there. So would you recommend practicing even before you start applying to opportunities? Yeah. You know, you can
1: actually start like um, reaching out to opportunities before, but um, definitely that provides you with, you know, the, like you will feel more, more safe and like more equipped to do the, the actual work. If you know that you have actually worked on a large scale thing already. If you could do that, I would, I would say like, that would be my, my first suggestion. But also if you don't have the, the chance to do this, like you, you can get, you know, online at a well, like a reasonable amount to uh, um, videos that you can reach and that you can see and um, see li- like how the process goes from, you know, drawing to actually um, painting or doing the installation work. And um, some projects are very similar. Some projects um, require more of other skills. You know, like if your work is very detailed, well, you know, then you have to be more, more careful about other other things. But um, if your work can get easily transferred or translate into a wall, you can... Um, practice on, on, in your own house or, you know, reach out to friends, reach out to, to family and see if they have, you know, like a space in their house that they would like to convert or to get done and practice there. Um, I think the practice, you know, makes the teacher or how to say it, the master, right? <laughs> so <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's yes, definitely not easy. And but I, I will say, just start with something, even though if it's you know like a piece of plywood or you know a big large piece of paper, and that you could easily put it on your wall and try to, you know, pin on your wall and try to go larger. I will say that would be like my first suggestion. Like try to practice and also don't, don't be afraid to, to reach out, even though you don't have experience, like, um, we all have to start from somewhere, you know, and, um, if you, if you have, um, the, if you're, if you have the ability to, and you, you're not afraid to go, you know, with to, to new businesses and to new people and talk to them and say, you know, I'm a local artist. I, this is my work or here's my business card. And, you can see my portfolio here, and you know, like, provide something. Like, if you can have something already built on your website with mockups, also, you know, with the technology that we have um, lately, you can easily get mockups done on Photoshop and just show that on your social media, <laughs> show that on your portfolio, and try to convince people to to get these first opportunities
0: that's great advice and it makes so much sense to if you can try and practice before you apply to those opportunities just to see if you know it is a good fit for you and if you enjoy painting at that you know a larger scale Um, I also love the idea of using you know technology to create mock-ups and just just start to like create a portfolio and where would you say? I'm sure it varies state to state. But what have been some helpful like websites, or where do you typically find opportunities uh, for for muralists?
1: One that I go every time is Cafe. It's a it's a platform that uh, lists all opportunities in the U.S. At least, I'm not sure if it actually. Lists opportunities outside the U.S., but I'm pretty sure it's um it's a national platform, and you can easily um filter on fine art, um, sculpture art, visual art, mural painting, public art opportunities. And um, you have to log into the platform and create your portfolio. You have to upload, I think, at least like ten images of you know um, work that you that you have completed in the past. Even though you don't have mural painting in your in your portfolio, but you can uh, upload paintings, sculpture pieces, or even media. You know, like video or um, Photos all those type of of media, and um I find this resource really good because um you have to you have to actually like like look uh, um into the, the the platform and see what opportunity you have to read very careful very very careful the opportunity but if you know. If you have a like a sense of what type of opportunities you could get, I think you're it's easier to to apply. It's good for open calls, for for art as well, for group shows, for um, residencies. yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, sure there's more platforms like this one, but um, but I know this one for sure is free. So I would advise to go to the the free resources first. And, um, if you feel like this is something that you would want to, to get more familiar with, um, maybe pay for the, for the resources that are, uh, out there. There's also like a way to, to follow, you know, like topics on social media. If you go to Instagram and hashtag, you know, like art grants or, you know, open calls, like, I think like it would be easier to to discover more of these opportunities.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think that, yeah, that's just really, really good advice. And um, for anyone who is, you know, interested in, painting murals. I think it's such a wonderful opportunity and beautiful way to enhance the community and it's also a great revenue stream, you know. I I'm really passionate about encouraging artists to diversify their revenue streams and think about different lines of income and I think that, you know, mur- painting murals, if that's something you're interested in, could also help you to financially sustain your art practice. So uh, definitely something to consider. And Fernanda, before we start to wrap up this beautiful conversation, one of the last questions I have for you is what advice would you give? I mean, you provided so many nuggets of wisdom regarding what has been helpful for you as you you know, came to art a little bit later on in life, but you've, over the past few years, built this really um, amazing art career that is just continuing to get traction. Every time I'm on your Instagram, I see new things happening and you know your followers are just expanding and uh you know you're selling your work and all of these cool things you're participating in. Um what advice would you give specifically to an artist who might be tuning into our podcast and is at the very very beginning of their art career? Perhaps they uh, just recently started, you know, painting or or making art, or maybe they're returning after a long hiatus. Um, what is sort of like the biggest piece of advice that you would give to them?
1: Yeah, I will say um, start small, you know, like start with um, deciding if you want to create work, maybe one hour a day or two hours a day, or maybe... You, you only have, you know, the time to create work, um, in, in your commute, your commute, um, to, to work. So if that's your case, I will say that's enough, you know, like if you can do that, it's, it's perfect. I know a lot of artists that they, they have other, other jobs as well, you know? And so I would say, don't, don't get discouraged by, you know, like, um, by the rejections also like i feel like this is also something that as um, first time artists in you know or in this industry like it's it's a real thing you know like you're gonna start um applying for open calls or for opportunities or exhibitions and you for sure are you're gonna be rejected you know like a lot of times i I get rejected so many times a year that I could be easy easily discouraged by this you know like um I think um the most important thing is to show up and to to show to your to your work like if you, it doesn't matter if you don't have a studio like just um create and don't um don't hesitate to to explore the, to explore what's um your creativity and what your are actually interested in creating there's you know like a lot of trends outside and a lot of things that you might be getting you know all these things from from the outside world but um if if you're like truly passionate about something have to pursue that you know it's um I think um art is is very personal and you have to be like very very passionate about it otherwise it you will get distracted by other other um bumps in in the road if you if you are not actually like pa- passionate about what you're making. So I will say first thing don't stop creating work. Like just continue creating work. And then sh- um, show your work. I know it's scary and um in the beginning uh it's probably not gonna look very well you know like at your work it's gonna be probably it's gonna look not like the best thing to, that you have created or that you will create. But, um, but it's also like in these, these opportunities that we have to show your, your work that you get all this um, feedback that I think it's important. But also like you will get, uh, you will track your, your process and you will get better every time that you when you like it happens to me like every time that i go back to my work of 3 or 4 years ago i see like oh you know like this looks like very different or it looks very raw or i don't like this or, but i really like this so i think it's very important that you don't think of these early works as uh, as mistakes but you know treat them as the way that you're going to get better and better at it
0: Yes. I think mindset is so important. And I love what you said about rejection because rejection is a part of it. You know, I'm an artist and I'm also a curator, so I'm on both ends all the time. I have received a lot of rejections. I also, you know, unfortunately have had to send those really hard emails when I'm curating. And you know, reviewing thousands of applications uh, and, and selecting only, you know, a small number of artists. And it's it's hard. It's hard to be the one to receive the rejections. It's hard to be the one to send those letters. But ultimately, you just have to keep going. And I think the persistence, as you're saying, is so key to growth in your career. You've just got to keep going. And putting yourself out there, you know, you spoke about how if it feels uncomfortable for you to really uh, put yourself out there, then start in small ways. But, you know, one thing that stood out to me uh, as you were describing your experience and the traction that you've um, had over the last few years is how you didn't just rely on social media. You use social media as a tool and you have quite a big following on Instagram, but you also really hone in on what your local community is offering. And, you know, it sounds like you're constantly thinking about how you can further integrate yourself into those events and, uh, you know, just reaching out to um local businesses and establishments and really thinking outside of the box as well and then also submitting your work so it's kind of like firing on all cylinders but fernanda i want to thank you so much because this is really powerful advice and i know that our amazing listeners are going to get a lot out of this episode so before we go i just want to thank you and where can we See your work. Where can we learn more about what you're doing as an artist, as a muralist? If you could let us know, and then I will also include those links in the chat as well. Or I'm sorry, not the chat. <laughs> I'm on Zoom way too much. In the show notes, in the show notes. Thank you, thank you, Victoria. It has been amazing, and thanks for
1: the opportunity to uh, share more about my art journey. Um, people can find me on on social media as um, Tinta underscore Art and uh on my website i am at latintaart.com but also if you search for my name fernandamartinezart.com you'll find my art my, my fine art so um thank you again thank you very much
0: wonderful thank you fernanda and for everyone tuning in we'll see you next time Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to Digital Issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.